Welcome back to another episode of the More Life Podcast. We've got a very exciting episode for you guys here today. Why is that? The Buffalo Bills have their first home playoff game since 1995. They're against the Colts on Saturday at 1, 1 p.m. It's going to be a great game. We're going to talk about, all about it here today. Unfortunately, Matt is not with us today, but we do have my two good friends from PT School who are also huge Bills fans, Spencer and Katie. Spencer, do you want to start by telling us a little bit about yourself and what made you a big Bills fan? Yeah, so hey everyone, um, glad to be on the podcast, looking forward to a good Bills chat. Um, really looking forward to the game on Saturday, you know, the first uh, Bills playoff game in 25 years, it's a big one. So honestly, I haven't been a Bills fan my whole life, I used to be a Giants fan up until uh, about 6th, 7th grade, I know, crazy, right? But um, what made me get, get on the Bills bandwagon is um, my dad and I started coming up to uh, Bills games and just... Um, having a good time up here and just realizing just how much fun we could have and I uh, we created a good bond um, coming to Bills games and such and the rest is history now I'm a Buffalo fanatic. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you for having me on the podcast. Um, so I started I've always been a fan growing up my my dad was a huge fan He went to all like the AFC championship games back in the 90s So it just runs in my family a lot of my aunts, uncles, and cousins have season tickets, so it's just always been <laughs> there. Um, but yeah, big game Saturday, really excited for it, and I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah, it's pretty interesting, Spencer, you mentioned that you were a Giants fan, just because the Giants have been a good team for a long time now, whereas the Bills, we're just kind of, we're just kind of coming into that right now. Yeah, it, well, it was kind of different for me, uh, transitioning from Giants to uh, Bills, because uh, the last years of me being a Giants fan, uh, they won the Super Bowl, and so the year after they won the Super Bowl, I became a Bills fan. I know, very ironic, but I'm um, looking forward to seeing the Bills, getting that championship uh, trophy. I, just can't, I can't wait. I can't yeah, wait. It's going to be huge. Just talking about this season, like the Bills finished the season 13-3, the number two seed in the AFC. I mean, we're all of us are 21 years old. We've never seen anything like this, like ever, like with the Bills doing this well. Like, it's just crazy energy for the fans. Yeah, I mean, this, this city definitely deserves this year. Like, it sucks that it's happening during this uh, COVID pandemic and we can't celebrate as much as we can, but it's starting to feel like that ni- the 90s Bills vibes around here. I know we weren't really we, we weren't really uh, around then, but from what I've heard and talked to fans from back then and such, uh, it's, just, it's just magic in the air. Actually, um, I talked to um, someone at the store the other day. It was um, They were a Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Jill at, during the 90s and went to a couple of Super Bowls and playoff, and was at all the playoff games. It was very interesting to hear what they had to say about just, just the magic and vibe around that team. And she really feels sorry for Bills fans this year that they're not allowed to um, experience that. But in due time, we will we will get there. Yeah, we will. I just feel like, just looking back at the season, like I think the, the fans would make such a huge difference in games like, for example, the Kansas City game on primetime. Like, if the Bills fans were able to be there, like they'd be such a force against, it'd almost be like another person on defense. The 12th man. Yeah. Yeah, that's why they have it up in the stadium, the 12th man. So getting into this week's game, the Bills are obviously a lot better roster this year compared to last year, or at least the players have progressed better. So it's important to take a look at like how the Bills are better positioned for this game this year against the Colts versus last year against the Texans. Hey, did you have anything, um, any reasons why you think the Bills are better positioned this year versus last year? Yeah, I, I think Josh Allen is probably the main reason. I mean, in my opinion, obviously there's multiple factors, but I think he has a lot more experience. I mean, this is his... Last year was his first year starting the whole year. I mean, the year before that, he only started, you know, I don't know. I think it was about midway through the season. So I think last year was, like, 
a huge learning lesson for him, especially that Houston playoff game. He kind of had a little collapse there, and I think he learned a lot from that. And I've even, like, heard interviews with him saying, like, you don't know success if you've never failed. And I thought that's, like, a really good message just in general. But I think he's the main reason, and I think, like you said, we have a more complete team this year. Um, Stefan Diggs has obviously been really good. So, yeah, I mean, there's multiple factors. Yeah, so. for sure. I mean, I mean, the Stephon Diggs addition this past off season was huge. Listen, they're getting diggy with it. I, I'm with it. He has transformed this offense into um, being one of the top three offenses in the in the league. And also consistency on this defense is what was key from uh, transitioning from last year to this year. I think keeping uh, locking up Trey White, keeping uh, the back the back uh, secondary still together. Um, it's it's definitely been a crucial role of their success this year. Do you feel the same way, Mike? I do. Yeah. Like thinking back to last year, the Bills, if they were to win a game, they were they were they had trouble scoring points, so they would typically rely mainly on the defense to come up with big plays and sacks and turnovers. Versus this year, it's been the offensive carrying the team, and even if the defense has a bad showing where they give up between maybe twenty to thirty points, the offense has the capability to overcome that and get a big win. Yeah, it's crazy to think that now with the buff, that the Bills are an offense team, whereas we've been a defensive team for quite quite some time because we haven't really had a good quarterback. And Josh Allen's the savior. I'm telling you. Man. Yeah, he's yeah he's been crazy this year. I mean, just like to think about a Bills QB getting MVP votes is just like insane to think about because we've never experienced anything like that before yeah. ever. And and who out there was talking about uh, Josh Allen and MVP race? Everyone was just writing him off, and you know, yeah. and finally getting the national credit and sky's the limit. Yeah, it's good to see for sure. So, if you think about like the Bills fans not having being in the seats most of the year, obviously, but they will be this week. Sixty-seven hundred fans. Um, I'll start with you, Spencer, because you've been to a handful of Bills games. How much do you think that has affected players, and also Buffalo in general? Oh, I'll start from a player's perspective. Um, I definitely think that has impacted just just the emotion that's played into each game. Um, I mean, they still play their hearts out each game and um, still are successful, but. That crowd energy, they really feed off of it. And just listening to a lot of their interviews and how much uh, how much they miss the, uh, Bill's Mafia being in there. It sounds like they truly do mean it. And, you know, on critical third downs or fourth downs, um, the crowd really plays a big part in how the game goes. If there is good crowd energy, listen, that that, that Bill's team's just going to, you know, feel that morale and keep, keep rolling with it. But, you know, I've been to games where it's been a blowout and uh, things are dead there. And, it's just from a player's perspective. It's it's definitely beneficial to have more fans. So it's going to be interesting to see how we're, um, this playoff game uh, tomorrow plays out because only ten percent of the stadium is going to be filled. I get it. It's better than none, um, but it's honestly it's going to feel like a high school game for them almost. You know, they're used to playing for bigger crowds. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. I mean, there there's only going to be sixty seven hundred fans, but from week to week, they've been using crowd noise, so I don't really know how that's going to work this week because, yeah, they still have fans, but it's less than 10% occupied, so mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, they're still probably going to have to use crowd noise to add some, like, I think that's more for TV, right, when you're watching, to hear the crowd and make it feel a little normal for the viewership at home, so, you know, I don't know what they're going to do, I don't know what the rules are on that, but it should be interesting to see. Yeah, one thing that's interesting to me is, like, you think about some of the games the Bills have played at home this year. They've played the Chiefs, the Seahawks, and the Rams, who are all good offensive teams. Like, it'd be interesting to see, like, how much those offenses would have been effective and if they would be less effective if the fans were there and were able to make a lot of noise and disrupt them. 
definitely. Because, I mean, those are teams that we were looking to knock off, and everyone was just ready to make some noise during this game. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, we think about um, when you watch the Bills games, it seems like Josh Allen like changes the plays, line of scrimmage a lot. Like, if they're fans, would that like deter his ability to do that? Do you think at all? Yeah, I I think I think it would. I I've heard some interviews of quarterbacks just saying how much easier it is to talk to their wide receivers, and also on the defensive side, um, the defensive players saying how easier it is to hear these audibles and stuff. So I think it balances out um, the pros and cons because. The defense uh, can listen more, and the quarterback can relay communication more. But that's just part of the game right now. Yeah. Another thing you think about now is, like, with social media being as active as it is and players obviously being on it, I think the players after the game, they'll see, like, these videos of, like, for example, like someone jumping onto, onto a table and, like, some players on, like fans on fire and stuff like that. Like, they, I think they kind of feed off that and, like, bring that energy into the stadium. Yeah. Right on. I'm telling you what, that it sounds like they love Bills Mafia. I know the Buffalo Bills do not condone condone any uh table smashing, table jumping, but I think the Bill I think the players are they like it. <laughs> they like the energy. So looking forward to this game against the Colts. Um if you think about the Colts ranks, they finished the season as a wildcard team following just below the Titans for the division. Uh, in terms of points four, they had the ninth most points. And our defense is ranked the tenth best. Ooh. Damn. So they do have a pretty good roster overall, offensive and defense mix, but I feel like with how lethal like the Bills have been the past few weeks with Josh Allen, like it's a matchup that I'm really not too afraid of, but oh, yeah. it could it go either way. It ain't no challenge. No, I'm just kidding. We can't take them lightly. It It's honestly um, kind of almost a playoff trap game. No one's given the Colts a chance in this game. You know, Buffalo's going to roll over them with their offense. Diggs, they're going to go deep to Diggs three times. They're going to have 200 yards, you know, <laughs> the usual deal. But... I'm telling you what, if we don't stop the Colts' run game um, and stop them from scoring, then uh, we could be in, in big trouble on the defensive side. What do you think, Katie? Yeah, I mean, the, they give me that vibe that they're one of these teams that could beat anyone but also lose to anyone, so you just really don't ever know. I mean, I remember watching that. The only time I had a chance to watch them this season is when they played the Steelers, and they were up 21 nothing on the Steelers. And we struggled early on with the Steelers, so, I mean... But they, the Steelers did come back in that game, but the fact that they were able to control that game for so long is kind of concerning. Um, and also, they do run the ball very well, and our defense has consistently been pretty bad with that, um, like the Kansas City game, um, Titans, obviously, and then early on in like, the Patriots game. But, I mean, we killed it. We blew them out at the end. But yeah, we it did. Was, Say it again. We blew them out at the end. Yeah, we did. We blew- <laughs> That's right. If you're listening to this, the Buffalo Bills now old the Patriots. Yes. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's you just don't ever know. Like, you can't think, oh, we got this. You know, you, you got to come in concerned. But. Yeah, the only for me, quarterbacking is obviously a huge play of the game. For me, Josh Allen is much better than Phillip Rivers, but... Oh, yeah. At the, at the same time, <laughs> if the Colts were able to control the run game for, like, a long period of time and Allen was not on the field as much, that could lead me to some belief that the Colts do have a greater chance in this game. It could. That's going to be their game plan, I yeah. think. They, you got to keep the offense oh, off yeah. the field. Yeah, that's, yeah. But They're going to try to run They it. have Rivers under, under, under center right now. Listen, yeah. lakes freeze in Buffalo, and so don't Rivers. I'm telling oh, you. That is a statement right there. That is a, that is a statement, statement right there, guys. <laughs> Philip Rivers is kind of prone to interceptions at times. If you watch him play, like he makes risky decisions, and I think the Bills players like uh, Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer definitely could be uh, licking their chops at that one for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, they're gonna be licking their chops for sure. They're they're ready for they're you know they're ball hawks back there. 
Oh, yeah, they're definitely going to be licking their chops back there, looking for, for an interception. You know, the Bills' um, secondary hasn't really had too many interceptions this year, so and they know that the, what's going to happen with Phillip Rivers. He's a risk-taker, like you said, so hopefully they uh, get some balls down their way. Nothing, nothing to add I wouldn't like to bring up is uh, the fact of the weather. Like, this game's supposed to be, I believe, 34 and sunny, so weather shouldn't be a too bad of an issue, which is good for the Bills' passing offense just because, so yeah, it may be Allen, and they won't have to worry about, like, a snow or rain. Nothing his throws at all. Yeah, right on. You know, as much as I would love the snow game to see a nice snowy playoff game in Buffalo, um, this will definitely benefit the Bills in their passing game, and hopefully they can just keep going deep to digs. So one player um, who might not play in this game is Cole Beasley for the Bills, who's obviously been like a, had a huge role in the slot this year. Huge. Spencer, who do you th- is there any players in the Bills roster you think could really make up for that? You know, we saw a little glimmer of hope in this past week 17 of who can replace uh, Beasley in the slot. And that's number 19, Mr. Isaiah McKenzie. Uh, listen, people sleep on him because, you know, he's a short little wide receiver. Um, but he's a speedster. You know, he definitely adds a new element to that offense. I mean, they use him a lot in the jet sweeps. The only negative I have about him um, is that the guy doesn't know how to run north. He's a, he's a big east and west guy. You know, it takes him 1,500 yards to, to – uh, to run five, but listen, I think with him, with his speed, he definitely adds an element that um, Cole um, doesn't really succeed in. I know they both have pros, but I feel McKenzie could step up into that role. Yeah. I mean, he had three touchdowns last, yes, last uh, last week, so. Yeah, he's definitely a speedster who can make plays out there. To what the one thing Spencer saying was, there was a play in the, against the Patriots in the Monday night game. He caught the ball like probably five yards from the line of scrimmage, Ran one yard, did like three spin moves, three jukes, and ended up like four yards backwards. Like, I don't know how the man does it, but he can. The guy's like Mighty Mouse out, out there. I don't, I don't know what's happening. Okay, <laughs> do you um, have anything to add about maybe the return of John Brown, how that could help? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting because we signed, what was it, Kenny Stills and then Gentry. So it's interesting. I don't know what the plan is. I don't know if it's because Beasley got hurt. There's multiple speculations on it but I mean John Brown if you think about last year was kind of Josh's number one guy to go to because we didn't really have anyone else it was only him and Cole Beasley so it's interesting that he's just kind of adds stuff I mean I forgot I forgot all about him because like the past five weeks or so he wasn't playing so I think it's a great I mean he did he had a couple touchdowns I think against Miami so he's looking really good yeah and that makes you really realize how far this Bills team has come along since um, last year or a year or a year before that as well. The top receiver two years ago for the Bills, Robert Foster. You know, we thought that guy was going to be our number one, and he's not even on the team anymore. Totally revamped wide receiving core. I mean, who would have thought Buffalo would be picking up Kenny Stills during this season for the playoffs, and he elected to come here. I'm telling you, the, the vibe of Buffalo and the reputation has turned for the better, and it's just it's up and up, right? It's a good time to be a Bills fan. Yeah. Right on, right on. Yeah, for sure. Right I mean, on. think about the receiving. Like, you go from Robert Foster and, like, Zay Jones, who was, like, prone to drops all the time. Duke Williams. Duke, Duke. Williams. You guys said Kevin, Calvin oh, Benjamin in there. He had a huge drop in the playoffs, Duke Williams, Listen, last year. Calvin Benjamin was one Popeye's biscuit away from being a tight end. So he, should, he shouldn't even bat on the roster. Yeah, it was a, he just really didn't have that work ethic that he wanted for Buffalo. Nope. But yeah, moving on to John Brown, Stephon Diggs, obviously, it's a huge upgrade and definitely is part of the reason why Josh Allen's been so good this season. Oh, oh yeah. So the Bills are obviously favorites in this game. You think about some of the other wildcard teams and playoff teams in the AFC, 
Katie, what is like one team you the Bills would want to play, or if one team they wouldn't want to play in the next round if they were to make it? I would say for not want to play would probably be Tennessee. Like for next round, obviously we don't want to play Kansas City till the end. <laughs> but, um, but Tennessee because we com- got completely stomped by them earlier in the season. They run the ball really well. Tannehill is really mobile. Um, he's throwing. I think has gotten a lot better. I've watched a few games. Uh, recently for them the one last week when they played Houston so he's pretty dangerous Derrick Henry's just gonna run over Josh Norman again we have to watch that stiff arm so yeah for me I don't want to play Tennessee I would like to play Pittsburgh because we already played them and we handled them really well Ben Roethlisberger is a statue he does not move so he's not mobile at all he's not a mobile threat so he has to throw the ball or just hand it off so and I think our defense can handle that so how about you, Spencer? Yeah, to um, build off of what Kitty was saying about Tennessee, you know, we played them earlier and we got absolutely uh, bulldozed and they just ran all over us. Derrick Henry, you got to watch out. That man is on a mission to score. So I feel like Tennessee would be the team I would least want to play, uh, just given our past record with them. It could be different the second time around, but I just don't want to face them that early on in the playoffs if we have to. The one team that we, what I would like us to face Steelers definitely come to mind since we beat them before, but also the Browns. You know, they've turned it around, but I feel like they're kind of in a position that we were um, a year or two ago in the playoffs. You know, they just squeaked in. Um, They're having a decent season, but they're definitely beatable, and I definitely think uh, we would be favored in that next game if we were to win this week, of course. Yeah, for me, it's basically uh, emphasizing what Katie and Spencer said, that Tennessee is probably the toughest team, I would say, just because – they have a lot. Do, they can do a lot of different things in offense. Like Derrick Henry is obviously probably the best running back in the league. Who can bulldoze players like bulldoze? Like he did Josh Norman a few weeks ago. I mean, they got Tannehill, who's honestly probably one of the underrated quarterbacks in the league. I think he's got a good arm. He's also very mobile as well. And AJ Brown is a good receiver as well as too. Um, but also Baltimore, I think would be a tough challenge for the Bills. Like Lamar Jackson, he's been playing well the past few weeks. Yeah, they're a threat. Yeah. I forgot to mention them. Yeah. Like they're really run heavy too, so I feel like they would. Bulldoze over us too. Well, we'll see. You know, I'm giving the yeah. Bills um, run defense not much credit, but they've turned yeah. around since the mid the midseason. Yeah, I mean Lamar was MVP last year. I mean he's just he's insane. I mean you just don't know what that guy's gonna do. I mean, I mean the way we lost against Arizona, it's like Kyler Murray's like the same type of player, very mobile and just willing to like make big plays. Mm-hmm. So you just never yeah. know against guys like that. Yeah, I wouldn't say the Bills defense struggle against mobile mobile quarterbacks necessarily, but they definitely had. A harder challenge and gave up more points in those games. I'd say for sure, like the loss to Tennessee with Tannehill, lost to Arizona with Kyler Murray, even Mahomes. Although he doesn't really run much, he's a he does, he can run a little bit. Listen, I'm fine with them running on us, but if we have another hail mary, uh, don't even say it. it. Listen, I'm, I'm, <laughs> my my heart can't take that. I'm telling you what, it's so depressing. That was that was a turning point though. Like if you if anyone out there read yeah. the Deion Dawkins uh, players Tribune, highly recommend you read it. He mentioned how that game was like a huge turning point in the season because it was just so heartbreaking and no one thought that was going to happen. And we, I don't, have we lost since that game? No, yeah. No. So, you know, let's just hope it doesn't happen again. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I mean, it's crazy though because like, that's just kind of a luck scenario. I think Keandre Hopkins is like obviously a really good receiver and the players the Bills had back there were Hyde, Poyer, and Travis White who were like the three best players on defense. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of a chance. I feel like we should have threw someone out there who was just tall. 
Oh. Like Gabe Josh Davis. Allen down there, you Josh know? Allen? No, he's not about that. Yeah, but... Like Gabe Davis. He's yeah, like six exactly. five. You know? Yeah, I guess in the from the coaching perspective, that was a big mistake. Big mistake. That's very forgot to mention Gabe Davis. He's kind of like really progressed over the season season gone on. Especially I think without John Brown, that kinda of gave him more opportunities to show like what he can do and I think he'll be definitely a good part of the Bills offense next few years for sure. Yeah, and he's definitely learned a lot from Stefan being around Stefan Diggs and uh, Cole Beasley and John Brown. Just having those guys as mentors, um, that's just a dream scenario for a rookie wide receiver. And he's really stepped up this year, as we can see, and just hopefully the sky's the limit for him as well. If I were to give any advice to the Bills offense coordinator, Brian Dable, it would be to when you get the red zone, do not give an easy pass to Dawson Knox. Go give that to like Croft <laughs> or someone other than that because we cannot have these like simple drops anymore. Like yeah, Knox is not a clutch player. Just nah. throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. He misses all the easy ones, but tell you what. And then he had a, one, that amazing like, catch against the Patriots where he like toe tapped along the sideline. Yeah, like that. Listen, I don't know what's up with him. Dawson Knox changed my mind. Do you catch a nice Hail Mary pass? Do you have a game changing play? You're back, you're back on the good list. We would all love to see that. Yes, I mean, yes, we would. Last thing we'll talk about on this podcast is, I'll leave it to each for you. If the Bills were to win the Super Bowl this year, what would that mean to you? Oh, man. I don't know if I can even put that into words. I, I, I like That's not even just a cliche answer. You know, what a championship would really mean to me, and even bigger, to the city. I don't even know how this city would react to that. Me, personally, you know, I've... I've had fun this season, you know, making my uh, Bills videos and whatnot, pregame videos, trying to get pumped up, and it's really got me more in the spirit uh, for for the season, you know. And if they if they were to win it, I just, you know, the first few emotions that would come to mind were, of course, happiness, um, joy, and just appreciation of a long journey, the long journey that's taken uh, Buffalo to get to this success. And I feel like it would mean the mean the most during this. Um, uh, crappy of a pandemic time, you know, a good a good that came out of this bad year. I'm hoping for it. We'll see what happens though. Anything, Katie? Oh uh, yeah, I I would. I think my first thought would be disbelief because it just wouldn't feel real. I mean, for my whole li- our whole lives, um, we've never been even close to even thinking about that. To even like be in the conversation, like a lot of sports an- analysts are having us, you know, is just unreal to me. Um, it it would kind of fit that it would be like this season though, because it's just so, been such a weird year. Like, of course, oh, of course, the Bills won. It's, it was such a weird year. So, yeah, I just don't even know what the city would do because of like COVID. But I think I would forget about COVID for a few days <laughs> if if we won the Super Bowl. Not gonna lie. Yeah, it'd certainly be a crazy thing to think about. Like, for, with how far the team has come in the past few years, with Hiram McDermott coming back from um. Or coaches like Doug Marone and Rex Ryan, who did, did ultimately did not get the job done, moving on, becoming winning winning team. I mean, it would be so big for me. Like I've been a Bills fan most of my life, and I feel like this season in general kind of, in a way, kind of brought my my love for the Bills back. And from where it came the past few years, and after those disappointing years. But with that, this has been another episode of the More Life Podcast. We thank you guys for listening, and go Bills! Go, go Bills! Bills!